Maya. Do you not How get do it? You know what's That's good my for opinion. Me. everyone welcome back to another episode of my take on it my name is augustine and i'm your solo host for the my take on it podcast we are now officially on episode five let me get a hand clap i deserve that shit um before we even start off this episode i just want to say a big 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 thank you to everyone who's listened we have now surpassed our 100 listeners mark on soundcloud which is huge for me anyway considering we are on the fifth episode so i want to thank every single person who has listened every single person who has sent me support every single person who has liked anyone just everything it means so much i remember when i filmed the second episode um, and then i sort of forgot about podcasting which is funny because it was only the second episode but it's funny how God works because someone messaged me and they were like, Augustine, when is the next episode coming out? And I was just taken aback by the message because, you know, I'm on the second episode. I don't really think anyone's really waiting for it at this point. But yeah, that, that message really meant a lot to me. So going back to that guy and him basically asking when the next podcast episode was going out, I was just saying it's funny how God works because I, I needed that. I don't even know if I'd be on episode five now without that. I probably just would have been like, yeah, I'll come back to it, I'll come back to it, I'll come back to it. That's just to show like encouragement, little, little words of encouragement and just you guys listening, seeing the numbers go up, however slowly, however, like sometimes I'll come on my Spotify, not even meaning to, it's kind of embarrassing because this Spotify is linked to my own. So like in the recommended, <laughs> in the recommended, there'll be like songs that I'm listening to. I probably need to sort that out really. Um, yeah, I'll be coming on here wanting to bump a little whatever. And then one of my episodes would have gone up by like two listens. And it's just like, oh, that's so nice of y'all like <laughs> do you know what I mean I'm such a simp but it means a lot so yeah thank you okay so today's episode I'm going to talk to you guys about self-reflection and the importance of it and why you should hold yourself accountable now accountable is the pretty label for it I guess uh, accountable is a synonym gosh here we go again Accountable is a synonym for the word blame. People like to use accountable, I guess, because, you know, it's it's less harsh. It's more like I'm going to hold you to account rather than I'm going to blame you. You know, it sounds nice. It sounds prettier. But here's the thing. When you are thinking about your life and when you're trying to progress and get better in your life and especially move forward you need to be harsh with yourself really you need to really pinpoint what went wrong what you did it's all very well and great you know saying that this person affected me in this way and when I like okay lovely that's great but how did you contribute to that and how can you make that situation better or how can you eliminate that situation or how can you just in general progress from where you were because the thing is if you fail to be strict on yourself if you fail to and this is why a lot of people like to keep 
yes men around them people want to be and this is human nature this is me included as well and I've had to change from this I've had to adapt as I've gotten older um and that's that's the beautiful thing about growth and that's the beautiful thing about getting older you don't have to be who you were five four you don't even have to be who you were last year like that is such the beautiful thing you know when you blow out those candles you blow out your candles that's a new year that's a new chant frank ocean has this verse absolutely love it he said you had you some birthdays can you prove it you had you some birthdays could you prove it so what to me that means is you're having all these birthdays you're getting all these years older what have you got to prove for it What's the difference between the 11 candles you blew out and the 20 candles you blew out? And I know you're thinking, Augustine, what you're talking about. But trust me, some people are still the same. Some people, them nine, whatever, 10 years of birthdays did absolutely nothing. Mentally, they're the same. They're getting older physically, but that's about it. You know, goals-wise, they're the same. People they're hanging around are the same. Just everything is just the same. There's no progression. And I find that so sad. Like, stagnancy is it takes away from living and it puts you in the just alive bracket like you're literally just there getting older getting more stressed there's no progression in your life there's no change for the better you're literally just there and your cells are getting older and I find that so so sad and people who don't like to point the finger at themselves are usually those kind of people. So going quickly back to what I was saying about the yes men, a lot of people who don't like to be accountable surround themselves with people who just encourage their behaviour. I have come to find that the best, the people who have the best intent will call you out on your stuff, will put their foot down and be like, nah, that's, that's enough now. Or no, this ain't you. Or those are the people that truly love you. That to me is, is true love and a true team. But people are so stuck in not wanting to change and not wanting to see their wrongs. Or you just want to surround yourself with people who agree with what you do. A team of yes men is worse than having no one. Because everyone in those moments, you know, if you're by yourself, you're having, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Or maybe, you know that was sort of wrong for me to to do that or maybe if I if I try something different I might and that's you know you just thinking as a person but if you have the wrong people around you and then you're going yo bro you know that thing that we did like I don't think we should do that again or you know and they're actually encouraging you it's worse it's like talking to the devil almost so just be careful around the people that you have with you and think to yourself do the people that I have hold me accountable everyone that you have if they're for you should hold you accountable because no one's perfect no one is perfect so if you're not having people around you call you up and also if you're not calling the people around you up that's something else as well because that means everyone's just lost at this point in each other like (laughs) you know what I mean yeah there's there's not going to be any growth there's not going to be any anything um like a lot of people who gangbang when they're older it's like oh yeah this is my nigga from back when I was 13 and this is my boy and then they think it's cool like another lyric for you little Dirk said uh, get out the street bitch you touching 30 touch uh. that's also a bar like that is a bar like get out the streets because like you know like now you're touching 30 like now you're pushing it a bit like those guys that you were gangbanging with at 13 yeah that was cool but like you know can't like you're still doing that and that's what I mean it's like so many people they're getting older but they're not growing 
And there's almost this shame associated in growing now and in changing and in being different. One wants to bang their chest and be like, yeah, I'm real because I'm still the same person I was five years ago. That's not being real. That's being stuck. And all that, you're fake, you're switching up. Nah, like, no. Literally, born alone when you go in your coffin you're gonna go alone so if you're trying to level up and there's and you can't take everyone with you everywhere if you're trying to level up and certain people don't want to come with you my bro it's all love but you're gonna have to stay and if that's me switching up then that's very fine and well because i can't see the point of staying stuck just for the sake to say that i'm real because what do I get out of that? 40, 50, 60 still gangbanging. 40, 50, 60 still doing stuff that I was doing when I was 15. So that people that aren't doing much either can say that I'm real. What validation do I get out of that? I would so much more rather progress, change, achieve things, heal my inner child. And people talk about that a lot now. It's one of those topics that's sort of popular, like healing your inner childhood trauma. But I'm telling you guys, from experience even... You really, really, really are a product of your childhood and your environment. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to be exactly like that. Like, obviously, we all know if your parents are smokers, you're either going to be a smoker or totally against it. But that's because of how they were. So your upbringing is part of who you are and it's not just stuff like that it's literally your behaviors how you act how you react how you interact everything from your childhood from your environment sews together to create you as a person and those things aren't always good last year i started therapy i went for about i went for like a good three months and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because before I started, she said to me, because um, I was doing CBD, uh, and she said to me, is it, is it CBD or is that? That's cannabis. Wait, one sec. I'm dead. It's CBT. <laughs> I knew that sounded a little suspicious. Um, so I was doing cognitive behavioral therapy, which is basically understanding why you act the way you do. And then, you know, trying to spot, I can't believe I said CBD, spotting it and undoing it. And last year, I was probably... <laughs> I've joked about this on my TikTok before, like... Do you have a history of mental illness? Yes. yes. <laughs> I definitely had a manic episode last year. I, was, I definitely reached mania. And it was just because there was so much built up from my childhood that one, I didn't even know was my childhood. So the way I was dealing with stuff and the way I was living life, it's crazy because I thought... I don't know if I thought everyone was like that or if I thought that's just how I am, but I never took the time to think maybe you're responding to like stress and situations and maybe you interact in relationships the way you do because of your upbringing. I never thought about that. So I was just carrying a lot of behaviours that were distracting myself. I mean, I'm the one that ended up having a manic episode, not my parents, not my siblings, not... And it's... That's another interesting thing is how you can grow up in the same household as people or in the same environment as people and totally be different, which is why, again, I don't think there's any point in blaming this person, blaming that person. Look into yourself and look to fix what is best for you so that you can lead a life which is like the best for you, the most peaceful for you. Break things apart in your life and rebuild them how you want them to be but like I was saying about the whole therapy thing so um I literally started therapy at like the peak 
of mania. Like, there's literally no other way for me to say this. Like, even my ex will tell you. A bitch was crazy. Like, a bitch was crazy. But like I said, I've been carrying all this for so many years. And a light went off. Obviously, when I started with my therapist, she was like, this is not going to be a breeze. You know, people think they're going to go to therapy and then get a revolution tomorrow. There's so much that you have to unpack. There's so much that you have to talk about, which personally is why I quit okay I got what I wanted and also I felt like the skills it taught me was more important than talking to someone about my business that's my take I don't think anyone else should you know have that take and I don't think if if you like talking to someone especially a professional who's not attached to you a lot of people say they feel like therapists don't care which for me is I think is great I tell you you know what I tell you you're not like my friend or someone that's going to impact me or hold it over me you give me your advice great it's like a trade you know I offload you give me information um on how to deal with it so I actually think that's great but by the third session I had linked so many of my unhealthy coping mechanisms or just how I behave or how I process things or my perspective on the world on when I was younger I had amazing parents I really did have amazing parents um but obviously your parents are only people and it's there's there's so much more than that I feel like when you say childhood people are like oh my god like no and both my parents were involved in my upbringing as well because I feel like people tend to think you know there's one parent missing this is why to be honest I didn't I wouldn't have linked anything to my childhood you know I had mom dad and then you know household everything um so But yeah, there's so much to unpick and there's so much that makes you you if you don't take the time to think about stuff like that. Those three sessions literally opened my eyes to so, so much. And I'm thankful, although I quit because it was kind of heavy, I think it's something I'll probably do later on in my life. For me, it just wasn't the right time. But just those three things opened my eyes to so much. And that is start to look within yourself for what's wrong so that you can make it right literally simple as a a part of me after some of the therapy sessions started to dislike people or have this built up anger towards certain individuals and that was really unhealthy too like there's absolutely no need you can blame someone till you die you can keep blaming them blaming them blaming them if you can't find that inner peace or if you can't take accountability for your part or if you can't rectify what you also you know did or can do because you know as a child there's not too much that you would have done to put you at fault but if you can't say like for me like last year I was 20 and I was still carrying behaviors for my child that that's an issue you know that is an issue so if I couldn't flip that off at 20 I would have never flipped it off and I would have gone my my whole entire life doing stuff that was damaging and unhealthy to myself and what am I going to say it's because my parents did this or it's because you know this one friend that I had when I was sick like it just doesn't make much sense and whose life am I making uncomfortable my own Jimmy Carr said, um, but apparently he said, J.K. Rowling said it. It's like if a 16-year-old says to you, you know, I am the way I am because my parents are like this. All right, cool. Okay, I get you. If a 40-year-old says it... Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. Okay, it's it's very much giving delusional. It's giving don't want to work on myself. It's giving sorry-ass, hot-ass mess. I don't feel sorry for no one that is grown. I don't, especially with what I've been through in life, because 
you're always one decision away from taking back control of your life. And if you choose not to do that, fair enough. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's cute. But that is why you are an adult and not a child, because you need to make adult decisions. Some point, something has to switch in you. This is my life. If you don't turn on that switch, it's long for you. Like, I'm telling you, it's long for you. There's always someone to blame if you want to blame someone there's always someone to blame and what's that going to do for your life absolutely nothing absolutely nothing people think that they're getting away with stuff when they're blaming other people but really you're just digging your own your own grave because you're still stuck in those characteristics in those traits in those ways and you're carrying that on from the next person to the next person to the next person and you're still like you're literally hindering yourself. I just do not get people that are fully grown adults and are still pointing the finger. This shit's ridiculous. A friend snakes you and then you go and be friends with them again or and then you go and, you know, make friends with someone exactly like them. It's like you're not learning your lesson, but then you want to blame people. Leave people alone then. Just enjoy being in a hot mess, if that's the case. How many people are you going to blame until you take control of your life? there's a lot of videos that i watch um on youtube where you know where that one guy goes and records the addicts and basically talks to them and asks them their story and you'll see that a good handful say yeah this and this and this happened to me but it's my choice like i'm here because i want to be here you know like i've given up to drugs because i want to this is how this is what i have chosen and i have so 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 much respect for those people they're not trying to find someone to blame. Of course, this happened, this happened, this happened, this had an effect on me. But ultimately, I've chosen to make this my situation. And like, I, I fully have respect for them. Um, that's how a lot more people should be. And just seeing adults blame everyone or cry wolf, it's just so boring. It's just so boring. Back to what I was saying about if you can't look within you to find a solution to the issue then you're just going to keep carrying that trait forever. I, the perfect example of this, and when I saw it, I couldn't believe my eyes. Oh, these feminists that you put here to fight for our rights are just now losing the plot. Basically, this girl wrote, let me read it to you word for word. And before anyone tries, because I know there's always them people that are like, this is a serious topic. Completely agree. I'm not laughing at the topic at all. I'm laughing at the the way this person thinks, really, and just that there must be so many people that think like this, and it's just like, oh, grow up. But okay, it says making a girl believe you like her just so you can sleep with her should be classified as sexual assault. And then she perfectly. This just reminds me of Will Smith's wife. What's her name? Jada Pinkett. Like this is giving red table talk. Then she ends it by saying, "But no one is ready to have this talk." Yeah, no one should be having this talk because it's stupid. He's basically saying, if a guy can talk you out your panties, then he needs to be in jail. Now, just to be clear, I don't mean like none of that. You know, none of that rapey stuff. Um, I'm not even here for that. Like no um i don't want no one saying like she's against women because it's like as soon as you don't entertain bullshit women say that you're against women or dumb shit like that or no 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 no. i'm not talking about no forceful i'm not talking about no someone said no and you keep um you trying to coerce them i'm not talking about that i'm just talking about straight out what she said here which is getting played that's what that is let's call a stone a stone 
black and white. So she's basically saying if you get played, then um, the guy needs to basically go to jail for sexual assault. People just don't want to just take no accountability, no blame for their life. So someone's talked you out of your panties and now they need to go to jail. No, man. So what was your role? So the next time someone tweets talk to you, are you going to do it again? And there's no sort of self-reflection. And for the most part, we've all been there. We have all been there. And what do you do? You learn and you set boundaries and you spot red flags and you avoid just letting someone butter you up for yourself a very wise saying said right fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me at this point i i ain't learned from the first time people just don't want to say that no more i just didn't learn my lesson it's always someone else's fault it's always someone else has done this all right so you know what it's like to be talked out your panties yet someone else has just come and done it and you have fallen for it again you you keep word you fell for it again yet it's that person's fault are you that doesn't even sound like it makes sense People just do not want to be responsible. Someone in the comments even put, there must be a way to blame them. Joking about what the person who wrote the the tweets thought process was. This is what modern feminism's given. There must be a way to blame men. Feminism, when it started, we had things that we needed. And now we have so many privileges that we're just adding these random extensions on. And this is what modern feminism's given. There must be a way to blame men. So I was just thinking, what would you say to women that get sweet-talked all the time and don't give it up? What, what the hell are they, robots? Do they not have feelings? Yeah, but at some point, you need to put your feelings aside after you get played the first, second, third, fourth. All right, bitch, start doing some self-reflection now. And if you don't do no self-reflection, fine. If you're making that choice, fine. But you need to understand that you are making that choice and not try and blame someone else that's really it you're grown that's it it doesn't just apply to a relationship that applies to anything family members that applies to absolutely anything if you do not set boundaries you will be walked on and I like used to internalize a lot of stuff especially when it came to people that I loved because I found it I found almost setting boundaries was um not part of love if you love someone you're gonna give limitlessly listen you always need to save a little something for yourself don't love no one 100 love them 90 you always need to save a little for yourself because if you burn out you will not even be able to give the quality of love that you're trying to so everything will be for nothing you would have given so much and you wouldn't have been able to enjoy it get the result that you deserve never ever ever give 100 that was a lesson that I learned last year. Like growing up, I internalized a lot of anger because I was always that person that burnt myself out for everyone else. I talk about this in the fair trade episode. It's episode two if anyone wants to listen. But you no, know, that was cool for a while. People pleasing 13, 14, 15. But then it got to so many years of people pleasing. You just get tired and you just feel you're getting used and you're getting walked over. And I had to just be like, hang on. You need to start saying no, Augustine. And I have been so, so, so much happier since then. But it was a switch that I had to decide that I'm going to take the blame for. You know, not be like, everyone always uses me and this is why. Okay, yeah, they do. But what like, what are you going to do about it sort of thing? What are you going to do so that you're not saying this at 40, so you're not saying this at 50? So, and a lot of people don't do that. They just want that 
relief of it not being their fault you know like the reason I like this is because come on okay cool people do that but what are you going to do about it okay cool you've got money problems but what are you going to do about it okay cool you have bad luck with friends but okay cool you have bad luck with men but what are you going to do about it okay cool you have bad luck with women but what are you going to do about it and this guy on tiktok said rightfully that usually our instinct and our gut can spot something's off with someone before we can understand why um and my mom always says to me i have a weird feeling about this person like being younger she'd tell me about my friends like hmm i have a weird feeling about this girl i think a lot of parents do part of it's wisdom and as you get older that's what you acquire i guess in it but i just be like what is this woman talking about? what do you mean you don't like her she's but then as you get older it's like oh and you know the, the feelings that your parents be having about some friends it's, they've experienced a lot you know and they can spot red flags so going back to what that guy said he'll usually ask domestic abuse victims what was the first red flag that you, that you overlook like the majority of them will have one like i overlooked this or i overlooked this obviously because you want things to work so it's actually the perfect scenario because a lot of people would say oh you know you're blaming the victim no it's it's not blaming the victim what the person did the abuser is completely in the wrong but you don't want to go through that trauma again so what do you do you accept okay this is a red flag that i missed next time i meet someone they even lift hand I'm gone. That does not mean that, you know, it's a victim blame. No. We live in such a a soft generation. It's not saying that it's your fault, but it's saying that you're taking some of the owners for it. Do you know what I mean? But it's only for your own good. It's only for you to protect yourself and your peace. And that's what life is about. Being happier than you were yesterday, being more successful than you were yesterday, being more at peace than you were yesterday, not being stuck or repeating the same cycles. Anyone that I see is stagnant, I don't want to be around. I'd rather someone who people call fake, who people call because they change because, you know, they don't want to be around the same stuff. It almost feel like it's embarrassing, like I was saying in the start, to change or if they were, you know, gangbanging to get a job. People think that's embarrassing, which I think is embarrassing for them. Are you still... Are you still 30? Get out of the streets with you touching 30. What a banger. I think a lot of people get in, like, trapped in that and trying to get a validation or trying to prove that they're real or that they're trill to people who don't mean Jack. Do not mean Jack. And that's what I've really realised in life is that the people that you're trying to impress or the people that you're trying to prove stuff to don't mean anything. They aren't going to be there to help you. aren't going to be there to it's a weird world we live in i'm so proud i'm not the same person i was in high school i'm so proud i'm not the same person i was in oh my god college to me cringes me out but i'm so glad i'm not the same person i was in college i'm so so glad i'm not the same person i was last year i'm so glad i ain't falling for these niggas tricks like i was would be sad for me that's why when i see girls and they're like oh this nigga this leave that nigga before you die don't get me wrong we have all been there child is hard to get out of there but you just you just got to get out and it's always the pretty girls crying over these raggedy ass like someone posted no passport having no id having no car having these just 
come on you can you know we know you can do better than that and what's all that for because because of feelings baby it's time to reflect and then she'll get her heart broken and jump right in to a relationship with a nigga that's just the same that's why i took the year off dating bro because you hoes not gonna get me mm-mm, mm-mm. i really used to be that girl where i would not open messages or i've been on a couple couple dates just because i i felt too bad to know the guys that was very much me guys in manchester will be like oh you're stush you're stush you're stush because i didn't want to give them chat and now i'm like augustine you should have stayed stush could have saved myself so much trouble guys just be wanting to waste your blood like i if you don't flip a switch now bro you show up late to a date i'm never seeing you again you try wahalo me i'm not seeing you again you too friendly i'm not seeing you again that's that's my boundaries i'm not saying other people but these are the red flags that i've let slipped in the past and i've had to pay the price for it so now i do not bother i used to feel bad for niggas but it's like the same niggas that you feel bad for try to play you so it's just like what's what's the point i ain't got no mercy for y'all but um yeah so the point of that being is now as soon as i spot a red flag i'm out and it's so beautiful this year actually i'm not spot on spotting no red flags because i'm not even dating chatting none of that but um if you can pick apart what you did wrong so for me it was letting stuff slide and for me it was then you'll save yourself the hassle of having to repeat the same things and being stuck stagnant in life and staying where you are fear stagnancy change is no problem a lot of people fear change change is not a problem do you get tribulations hard times teach you teach you stuff um good times obviously let you progress like everything what you need to fear in your life and really pray against and really what is your enemy is stagnancy staying stuck where you are i've worked a few retail jobs in my time when someone tells me i've been here 10 years and i've been here 20 years even if they're a manager like, i don't think warhol said you're managing and this you only get one life you know and you're going to be st- you've been stuck at this shop like 20 years wow anyway each to their own innit? not even judging but i just I, I just couldn't i just couldn't and i don't i think you get one life and change evolve try and blame yourself and look into what you are doing so that you can progress in your life that's it you can blame everyone else but it's not their life it's yours and they blaming someone doesn't solve anything you being like all right this is how this is what i'm going to do about it even if it's someone else this is what i am going to do this is the part that i played in this and like i said about me going to therapy it's not always the happiest option but the happiness is a feeling feelings are momentary um doing what is gonna change something for your future and really have an impact on you in the long run in your peace avoiding blaming yourself and avoiding looking at yourself the bible says there's two verses that i really like and this is why i really believe as christians you shouldn't be hypocritical when christians that are hypocritical send such a bad message about who jesus is and you should actually carry some shame in yourselves because that is totally what jesus is against i mean yes advise people this is what i'm saying about fake friends and yes men don't be a yes man you know if you're seeing someone do wrong don't encourage it or whatever at like nah that's why i think some people sometimes people preach about some stuff and people are like oh that's not your business nah that's 
that's what their job as a Christian, you know, to say this, that you're on the wrong path. But then when people are trying to demonize people or do all this false, you know, you're disgusting and all that, that's really not the way to go about it. Because Jesus says in John 8, 7, he that is without sin among you, let him cast the uh, cast a stone at her, sorry. So, you know, and none of us, none of them cast that first stone because no one is without sin. Even me, no one is without wrong. So when I'm telling you about the self-reflection stuff, like I've been through it and I will continue to go through it. And I hope that I never, ever stop blaming myself and I never stop being like, now, Augustine, check yourself. This is where you messed up. I hope I never stop doing that because I would hate to be as proud and as happy as I am with where I am today I would hate to still be here in 10 years you know that's not what life is about to me it's about growing the same way you go from you don't stay in primary school forever you don't stay in nursery forever life is about stages you get through one stage then you go to the next you get through you know secondary then you go to college you get through the next day that's that's life you progress and you become proud of what you've done and every level that you're taking um and another verse that jesus says as well it is in matthew 7 5 he says you hypocrite first take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's hypocrite he he calls us so many times to look within ourselves and i think this is what a lot of christians feel to do when they pretend to be on this false false path of righteousness i mean i was talking with my mum about church women will get onto someone for wearing lipstick and then think that they're suddenly above everyone and righteous yeah but you still lie and you still plot on people and you still gossip what does lipstick have to do with anything ah <sighs> so yeah i call all of you guys to think about yourself to look into yourself to Take the blame for your life. There's absolutely no shame in saying I messed up here. I did wrong here. There's no shame in it. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. All right, guys. So I'm going to end the podcast with this quote that I've seen. I think it just beautifully sums up the point that I was trying to get across. It says, and I read, someone needs to hear this. You may not be the cause of your pain or trauma, but you are an adult and you are responsible for getting the help and healing you need in order to thrive in life. No one else is going to give you the life you think you deserve except you. And just to reiterate, don't dwell on your mistakes, but when you point the finger at yourself, it's only for your greater good. It's only so that you can do something productive and that you can progress in life. I wish you guys all the best. I sincerely thank everyone who has listened in. Make sure that you check out my Instagram, Augie K, A-U-G-Y-K-A-Y, and also the My Take On It podcast Instagram, which is My Take On It podcast being spelled P-D-C-A-S-T. I will be back again in two weeks to give you guys another episode. Look out for any hints, previous and upcoming podcasts on my Instagram, on my socials, like I said. And it's been a pleasure once again. I hope to see you guys all soon. Take care. Bye-bye.